Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. I'm Debbie Kurlitis. And as always, I'm so glad that you're joining us this week. Um, every week we want to gather together, encourage, inspire moms um, in their journey of motherhood, help them provide resources, and of course, provide some great information with our guests every week. Well, um, the other thing I want to mention real quick, too, is our uh, website is momsforamerica.us. That's momsforamerica.us. All of our resources, all of our information is on our um, newly designed website, which is absolutely fabulous. I also want to include that we have a texting campaign. If you text 53445 moms, you will then be put into our texting campaign. We don't text you every day. We might not even text you once a month, but anytime we have a event in your area or a new release of a program or initiative, we will go ahead and let you know. Again, text 53445-MOMS. All right. Well, today's podcast is going to be another incredibly informative episode. So gather up, mamas, get your pens and your papers and uh, your brains and your, your mama hat on, because if you have children in the public school system, this is going to be a great podcast for you. Here's some of the things that we're going to be discussing. How to be a strong voice that pushes back on the leftist agenda that is sweeping right into our children's classrooms in the public schools. How we as moms can underscore the great ideals and values that have made our country exceptional. America is great. How can we win back our schools and fight the progressive ideology that is being infiltrated in the public education system? I know this is a huge undertaking, but this is what moms, this is what we're dealing with, right? Our kids are in the public school system and we have to figure out either how we're gonna stay there, how we're gonna fix it, how we're gonna counter it, how we're gonna fight it, how we're going to just even be able to have our children in the school system. So today's guest, she's a mama that is working very hard to stop the radical progressive teachings that are having quite the devastating impact in our country. And I am so excited to have her. We chatted the other day on the phone and I was like, oh my goodness, this mama is taking it on. So we want to go ahead and welcome Dr. Fishbein. She is the founder and president of a national grassroots movement called No Left Turn in Education. Welcome, doctor, to the Moms for America podcast. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for inviting me. I already feel at home with all oh. the other mamas. <laughs> That's it. You know, we do. We all have really, isn't it special to be a mom? I mean, when you sit down, you start talking to a mama about something, you're like, wow, I got it. Been there, done that. Or else, can you help me out? <laughs> we just, there's just a natural bond between moms because we are, we're all on the same page. We want the very best for our children. Absolutely. We connect right away. We understand each other right away on a very basic level. Yes. And that's uh, very important. Uh, you know, can you, like can you tell us really quick about your family? I'd love to know about your kids. What, what does your family look like? Introduce us to them. Uh, thank you. Well, I'll start by telling you, I started the family Latin life. And I would like to make this an encouragement for all these uh, mamas who also started later to be mamas. I married late and I gave birth at 52 and 54. No. Yes. So it's possible. So we can do whatever we. This is, a, this is another podcast. <laughs> and so I have uh, my youngest is actually just turned nine years old in August. And the middle oh, son is uh, just turned 11. And I have uh, an older son who is adopted. 
Uh, he's uh, 20 years old. Uh, so I'm a mom of three boys. Oh, what a great story. In fact, when I started my IVF treatment, that's when I stopped working. So I was working all my life. In fact, since I was 12 years old, I was working and um, stopped only when I started my IVF treatment. And luckily, God blessed me with additional two boys to the older oh, one that we adopted. What a great story. This is why I love, I love chatting in the front end just to hear everybody's little bit of everybody's story. So that is, that's wonderful. But really, you got to come back and join us and tell us about that because I'm sure that's a great story too. Thank you very much. So I became a stay-at-home mom all those years, just enjoying after working all those years since I was very young, I just enjoyed being a stay-at-home mom and just taking care of my family and doing all the things that uh, I really enjoyed doing from cooking and even laundry and ironing. I enjoyed it and definitely participating in everything that has to do with my kids' life. I love driving them to school, bringing them back, taking them to extra uh, activities. I love it. I love I being a mom. I know, uh, me too. Really, well, because I love being a mom so much, when this happened to my kids at school, I had to jump out. All right, so- Protect my kids. Right, well, here comes Mama Bear, right? She's like, what's going on? And uh, we're going to figure this out because these are my kids, not your kids. Why did, how, why did you start this organization? I mean, you launched quite a movement. So tell us what, what happened that pushed you to this? You know, over the years, even with our oldest son, we started seeing some signs of uh, not really focusing at school on the three R's. And more and more, the leftist agenda was taking over in some areas of the teaching. And in the last couple of years, it became even stronger and we started looking at alternative schools. Right. But then when George Floyd was uh, killed, mm -hmm. uh, which was horrible. Uh, of course. Then, but what was, I think even more horrible is how the forces that wanted to destroy our country got out of the woodworks and starting to uh, revolt all over. And uh, I agree with you 100%. This is an exceptional nation. Mm -hmm. Even as exceptional nation, we make mistakes. Sure. You know, we made in the past, we make in the present. But uh, our way of handling mistake, like when your kid make a mistake or right. does something wrong, what do you do? You destroy the kids? No, right. you help them you understand what the problem is and you address it in a constructive way. So yeah, there was something wrong that was done. There are social problems in our country. I'm a social worker by training. Okay. I have my bachelor's degree, my master's degree, my doctor's degree, all of them are in social work, child welfare. I do recognize there are problems in our society, right. but the no way one's denying that, that right. destroying the society. Right. We have a lot of good things we are really the exceptional nation. We are really a model uh, to the world. And that's why people are knocking on our door and willing to risk their life in order to come to our country. That's right. So, so when- So the, what happened? Did, did, was it a curriculum? Was it, what were you seeing? Because you took your kids out from what I absolutely. understand. So two days before school was over, mm -hmm. uh, they just came out with this curriculum, cultural proficiency. Right. Uh, and ask the kids a Zoom calls, of course, and introduce uh, new topics 
as well as new books. And when my husband and I looked at the books, uh, we were literally horrified because there were racist books right. about white supremacy, about uh, uh, you know focusing on the color of the skin. And we mm-hmm. acted our kids out. I next, I knew that the kids were you know out of school two days later. And a week later, I sent a letter to the superintendent, the school board, and the principal. And as usual, the <laughs> parents experience now, they ignore you. They don't care. They take your taxes and they do whatever they want. Uh, so a few weeks later, I said, okay, you know, all of us are hunkered down in our homes because of the COVID. You don't right. have interaction with anybody. I posted my letter to the superintendent on the Facebook page of the parents. I wanted okay. to see what the parents are thinking. Right, what's everybody else? You're not the only one, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I, I thought so. And I wanted to see what other parents are thinking. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I was lynched. And a lot of uh, mostly mothers uh, were attacking me and calling me, labeling me as racist and bigot. Um, and I was kind of uh, really surprised they could not have a civil discussion or just take a subject right. and just voice your opinion. It's okay that if we think differently, let's right. have a discussion. Right. Uh, and they demanded that I will be taken down. I was taken down. I tried other Facebook pages in our community. Either they won't post me or they take me down right away. Um, but at the same time, I got a lot of wonderful private messages of support. I'm sure. I am sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, And uh, the thing that concerned me the most that led me to launch the movement was that all of them were afraid to talk. They are. Right. I couldn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Your mama, your dad, your grandparents. uh, uh, When are you going to get up and protect your children? Right. Well, sometimes, Ilana, we just need we need someone to rise up, right? And then that encourages other people, especially other moms, because a lot of this is new for moms, right? Moms have been in the home, like you said, we've been enjoying being a mom where we've got a hundred other things to worry about, literally, besides taking on the school board. So this is kind of a little bit of a new, I just had another guest on the other day. And, you know, this is new for a lot of moms speaking out and then getting attacked. I mean, it's happened to me here as well. It's, you know, it's not only speaking out, I admit that I knew nothing about the way the system worked. Right. The system, right. like, uh, we know about the union, we know they're powerful, but we did not understand really what's their true impact at the local level at my house. The same thing with the school board. Sure. We, did not, we did not even knew whom to vote for a school board. We did not know the candidate. We didn't think it's important. We just were upset every year when they raise our taxes, right? Uh, you know, through the school board. But we really didn't understand that we actually are responsible for it because right. we're not voting. Well, we're I think people voting. know now, right? Oh, oh my God, absolutely. <laughs> people, absolutely. Know, people know now. Bef- before we leave this topic though, cultural proficiency, I'm in Illinois. I've not heard this term um, where are you located? And, and I know that they're wrapping all these terms into different diversity, quality. I mean, there's all these different terms that they're using, but cultural proficiency is the one that really pushed, obviously pushed you to your limits. Uh, yeah, because you're absolutely right. Uh, they are using euphemism. Mm-hmm. They're using what I called, and I have it on our website, under code words. We have a list of over 100, probably code 130 words 
what I consider code words because they do not want to use CRT, critical race theory. Sure, they so don't. So everybody start using some type of terminology right. to deceive parents. And doesn't it sound nice, cultural proficiency? Exactly. Right. Who would object to that? Who would object to DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion? Mm-hmm. Who would object to anti-racism? Who would sure. object to sociology of change? That's another one that is used in Nevada when uh, if we'll get to touch on the first lawsuit of the parents, of a mother, actually she's a widow, against uh, school. Uh, they use their sociology of change. So they use a whole variety of terminology to deceive us purposefully. So, uh, and to hide really what they're doing. And when we get into that later on to explain it, we see what actually they're hiding and why they're hiding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Tell- me, it was uh, looking at, there was mm-hmm. the title was very nice, you know, cultural proficiency. But when we opened the books and read the books, that's when we discovered what they actually mean. The right. devil is in the details. Yeah, it always is, isn't it? What What's the mission of uh, No Left Turn in education? Just so we can get an idea of what you're doing. We are about getting all indoctrination, all politicization out of schools. We would wow. like the kids to focus on education or what used mm. to be known as the three R's. Right. There is no reason that any kid will know the political affiliation or opinion of their teacher. Right. There's no reason that the school will push any agenda, political mm-hmm. or otherwise. And this has become very, very prominent today, particularly mm-hmm. after the death of George Floyd is very widespread. And we are saying no. The second thing that we are uh, big on, because uh, you know, I think this is the ultimate tool, is for giving the power back to the parents. It yes. is written in law when the you know, Department of Education was instituted in 1979. The law says specifically that the primary responsibility for the education of the children is of the parents. Mm-hmm. And the schools, uh, the state, the localities, and the private institution have the primary responsibility of supporting the parents. Today, it doesn't exist anymore. Today, right. the parents were completely pushed out of the education of the children, out of any decision about the education of the children and schools are literally being hijacked and the kids are captive audience. Uh, Look, let's be realistic. Uh, We know that today with the increase of parents homeschooling, we are talking about maybe, maybe 10% of kids being homeschooled. All the kids are out there in public schools and private schools. Now to make a correction to your uh, you know, opening statement, my kids were in public school. So I automatically assumed, well, it's our taxpayer's money. Mm. We should be able to control what is done with our taxpayer's money. So I started the movement when I launched it, I thinking about public schools. However, in zero time, I had a lot of parents from private school, parochial schools. Mm. And, uh, and they, they're facing the same problem. Some right. of them much You're worse. Right. So therefore our movement from the get-go is not about only you know, families or kids in public school, but, but also private. About the kids of, all the kids of America. 
You're right. You're right. And let's clarify that too, because just because you're going to a private school, it doesn't mean that a typical types of indoctrination aren't happening there. And what's even more horrific about that is you're paying for an education. So then parents have to check out their, their private schools as well. Now we just moved our son to a private school. Um, boy, was that quite the investigation, making sure what their stands were, what they were going to teach, but it, but that's disheartening as well. So we've got a whole, not only the government schools, but the, the private schools yeah. to a right. standard. Sometimes I see comments on our Facebook when we post, uh, you know, about cases, things that are happening around the country and people uh, comment. So put them in private school, put them in private school. They don't realize that in right. most private school, it's even much worse. And when I talk about private school, right. I'm talking including parochial school, Catholic mm-hmm. school, Jesuit right. school, Episcopalian right. school, Christian schools, uh, it's really bad. And the same thing goes with churches. You know, sure uh, many does. churches adopted also this kind of uh, philosophy or action. And until many of them being exposed to the sexual curriculum, then many of them also take step back. So even if there are churches that go along with what they call the racist curriculum or anti-racist curriculum, supposedly the BLM curriculum. But once you show the, the priest or the, the pastors the right. sexual curriculum, the sexual books, they won't, they can't believe it. Damn. They can't believe it. This is really beyond the pale. It's horrifying. Can you go ahead and give us your website right now, just so we can get that out? So if people, uh, we'll mention it again at the end, but what is the website for uh, your organization? Our website is noleftturn.us, noleftturn.us. Okay, I want to make sure we get that going. No Left Turn in Education. No Left Turn in Education, obviously ours. It's easy to identify because it's the traffic sign of uh, Mm -hmm. No Left Turn. Yeah. You know, some people question the name uh, because we are uh, non-political, we are non-partisan, and in mm. fact, you have a lot of people that identify themselves as lefty and as Democrat with chapter heads that are uh, Democrat registered. Sure. And uh, they I believe understand it. that all this is coming from the far left. Right. So we have to call it what it is. As a doctor, you have to really get to the source of the problem, yes. not to deal with the symptom. The source is the radical left. This is so it. It's the source. Yes. All walks of life, literally all walks of life, including all sexual orientation, joining the movement because they understand what's right, what's wrong when it comes to education. There are things mm-hmm. that you can do in your private life as adult. It's your business. But when it comes to educating kids starting at pre-K right. and K, it's a whole different issue. It is a different story. Absolutely. Let's talk about the four main E goals you talk about. When you go to the front of your website, you see that it's educating, empowering, engaging, and eradicating. So can we just break these down real quick so people understand why these goals are so important? The first one is educating. This is the biggest. Uh, And it's the biggest because, believe it or not, uh, even with whatever media exposure we have had until now, not only us, there are more and more organizations popping up uh, dealing with that. Most people still don't know. Every day I'm surprised how many people are just discovering. So a big part is exposing 
exposing what's happening. And uh, we expose it by actually proactive in terms of going to many places, media outlets, uh, door to door, and uh, on in all our chapters across the country and mm -hmm. talking about it. Uh, filing uh, right to know in Pennsylvania, it's called right to know, but this is under the FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, okay. and demanding uh, to get uh, specific information about what actually they are teaching, as well as we have another tool on our website, uh, which is called reporting. And when you go under that tab of reporting, it says share your story. Share yes, your story, I saw that. You can, everybody can anonymously, because no private information is real, anonymously, you write your story, what's happening in your school. Post video, post document, post curriculum, post uh, uh, slides. You can post whatever you want as well as tell the story. In the same place, when it says reporting, you can also find out what's happening in your school district, in your state. Because wow, once that's wonderful. We and we publish it, people say sometimes uh, that I'm getting emails, you know, does it happen in my school district? Okay, go to our website, enter your state, enter your school district. And that's why we need as many stories as possible, uh, you know, posted. So we expose as much as possible. So education is mm -hmm. extremely important. The other part of the education, one is the exposing and, you know, revealing what's actually done. The second part is providing alternative material. Yes. Uh, because it's very important to know. Because then it's like, what do we do? Curriculums. Right. There are good books, there are curricula, good curriculums, and every day we are adding a, uh, more and more uh, material to our website to make it very easy to parents to access uh, and to anybody who wants to know, including teachers. There are a lot of teachers that do not go along with that. Absolutely. Principals, educators, uh, we cannot make the assumption that all of them do. They're in a very difficult predicament. I get they are, right. emails from hundreds and hundreds of educators uh, that are in a very difficult uh, position, uh, but they do not go along with that. So education is really the, the, the foundation uh, of all our work, because unless people know what's going on, mm -mm. Uh, they won't right. uh, act. So and, now once people are educated, then they really do feel empowered, don't they? So I can see yes how this is no. your next step. That's right. So some of them do. And right, once they find out, they say, I would like to get involved. I'd like to do something. Right. However, some are afraid sure. because of the cancel culture. Sure. Uh, we're getting email from, from parents, uh, from mothers that said, I'm afraid to talk because I'm afraid how they're going to treat my kid at school. Right. Uh, and or you're getting people that are afraid that they're going to have some consequences in their job or in the job place. Sure. You know, for the employment. So there are still a lot of people that are very concerned or socially canceled by friends and family but right. for me again i'm constantly saying to them get your priorities straight <laughs> you're here to protect your child <laughs> this is a bullet that's coming toward your child this is the it bullet. is are you going to jump in front of me are you going to take the bullet for your child definitely i'm going to do it and i'm doing it and there are more and more parents uh, who are getting up and doing that and grandparents we have a lot of grandparents oh we tell our grandparents our grandmas Please, if you've stepped out for whatever reason, step back in because your grandchildren need you and you're really your, 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 your daughter, or your son needs you because there's nothing like a grandmother speaking truth. Um, they've got a special place in that family. So we encourage our grandmas and grandpas to really be involved. They're the ones that have a, such a, a place of honor in the home 
and they should be sharing truths. Absolutely. And you know, uh, I get also uh, messages from people who do not have kids, and uh, but they are concerned sure. about the future of our nation. Sure. They understand that this is going to go down to hell, literally. Because for me, thinking about Venezuela, Venezuela is hell. Right. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, if we continue down that track into Marxism and socialism, right. uh, we are doomed. Uh, right. It's going to be China, but we're not going to be as powerful of, uh, as China because we're teaching them that two plus two is not, is not four, it's five. Because of the ethnomath and ethnoscience, uh, we screwed up uh, completely. So we're not going to be competitive in the, uh, in the world economy, on the world stage. Uh, so indeed, we are after we empower them. And one of the ways of some empowering is coming together. They're yes. not alone. That's right. So going to a school board meeting by yourself is intim- can be intimidating because you never spoke in public. You never did it. You don't, you're not sure what you're doing. But if you go as a group, you're empowered. Right. So that's very critical. Join forces, yes. And it's happening all around it's happening all around the country. What I what I would just say to moms right now is if 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 you're intimidated by doing this, I bet you you show up at your school board meeting, one, you're not going to be alone because there's hundreds everywhere. So just just take the step, just go. If you can't get your girlfriend to go, your other mama friend, just show up because you're not going to be the only one, which is good because back in the day you kind of were just the only one maybe speaking up, but that's not the case now. Not now, that's right. But you know what? It's good to organize. It is, right. It's good because you you want to know how to carry the message. You know what to focus about. Educate, go to our website. There's tons and tons of resources yes. and information so you know exactly what's going on. And uh, we are, again, we are constantly will upload information. There are a lot of videos that we uploaded of uh, parents uh, mostly mothers, but parents right. speaking up in school board. Yes, absolutely. We have uh, videos of uh, children speaking up in uh, absolutely. Of, so go and uh, we put some information in terms of letters that were written to school boards. I have my yes. letter that I wrote to the superintendent. So educating yourself is very powerful. You know, your educated consumer before mm-hmm. you buy a car. How do you, what do you what do you you know how much investigation do you do? Before right. you buy a toaster, you know, investigation <laughs> do you do? That's right. So you gotta be an educated consumer. We sure do. There we is sure information do. Out there, read it, educate yourself, find out. Uh, you know what? You can find out a lot from your kids. Although this is very tricky today, many kids are being told by their teacher not to share with their parents. Incredible, read isn't it? Those videos. Yeah. Uh, uh, and. Uh, emails of how teachers are instructing students not to tell their parents. In fact, one of the videos on our website of a student, a fourth grader, testifying in front of the school board, telling them how her teacher told her not to share with the parents. Isn't this incredible? Yeah, I know. We've seen some of these videos too. It is absolutely insane. against you. Right. That turning the kids against us. Wasn't there some teacher that said, listen, your parents, they're old school. They don't know what's going on. You know more than your parents. I think she was telling this to junior high kids. So we're we like, are you kidding me? Are you if kidding anybody me? hasn't seen it yet, go to right. our website. It's out there. There was right. a title. We started, uh, we just started another page. We call it Walk Teachers Unions and Teachers. 
And we're starting to post more and more exposing those teachers and what they tell the students. And, and uh, let's just mention this too. You can say to your kids, obviously in this conversation, not that I'm a proponent of having your phone in, in the classroom, but they're saying, just tell your kids, your, 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 your teacher starts talking weird, videotape them. Wonderful. And I'll tell you what, that takes me to engaging. Yes. So uh, the, the third E, uh, we engage in three areas, legislative, legal, and civic. So I'll jump right into the legislative because of what you said. Uh, in the legislative, the first thing we started with the model legislation to ban the indoctrination and politicization in schools. Uh, the model legislation is on our website as well. And uh, our members already meeting with uh, uh, you know, a representative in different states and presenting the model legislation. The next legislation that we already drafted and we are finalizing it is cameras in the classroom. Mm. I've been speaking about it since almost the beginning. I love it. November, almost a year. And uh, this is very critical. You know, uh, we have police with, uh, with cameras, body cameras. We have cameras in some already, I know from teachers, some classes do have cameras. They have it in hallways, they have in buses, they have in many places. Uh, those are public employees, public, uh, you know, places. There is no reason why we do not have, uh, you know, cameras in the uh, in the classroom. That's why you don't have to tell your kid to, uh, you know, and we hopefully will reach a point that um, the kids don't have to do that to tape their teacher, but there would be cameras that we can know exactly Interesting. what they are doing in the classroom. This is very important. Uh, the other thing that is very important in that regard, for example, we also have a draft and we are going to polish it. We are doing model legislation for student rights, teachers' rights, and parents' rights. There's some state that they have good parents' rights legislation, like I believe it's Arizona, some others, but not all of them has that. So we are working on that as well. Another big one is... Uh, uh, becoming more and more exposed lately. And we also have a draft. We are, we have a lot of things going on at the same time, but we'll find out. We do. That's what we love uh, about it, right? There are, uh, you know, a lot of uh, schools are hiring uh, outsider to administer surveys to students. And oh, yeah, happened here, happened here. Information like mm -hmm. Panorama is one big one. And by the way, Panorama, it has a, uh, Zuckerberger has his uh, fingers all over it. Uh, Mark mm. Zuckerberger from uh, Facebook. Right. So uh, we are drafting also uh, legislation to prevent administering any surveys to students without the permission of the parents. Right. So that's what they did here. They gave us a 24-hour notice and then they asked our kids if they were questioning or confused. So that's really what pushed, you talk about your a cultural proficiency, that's really what pushed our parents to the school board meetings is the the, um, the survey right into their, their email box asking these questions, so. Absolutely, so legislation is very important to work with a legislator. You have to know who are your legislators and right. start make them understand that we woke up and we're gonna vote and we are gonna vote according to their, you know, their record. If they're right. supporting or not supporting, uh, you know, the parents' right and uh, all this kind of legislation to protect our children at school. Right. Well, Ilana, I mean, your last one is eradicating. I mean, 
is there hope for our, our school system? I, I think that's what a lot of moms will, will end up saying, you know, really, is there hope? Can we really change this? Can we fight it? Can we really eradicate it? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, in my opinion, absolutely. Uh, first, Yay! Uh, <laughs> we need hope. No doubt in my mind. No doubt Yay. in my mind. First of all, we have to understand that the other side, when I say the other side are those woke people that are promoting it and engaging in it and became multi, multi-millionaire few times over because they're producing all this poison that is injected to our kids' hearts and mind. They're a tiny minority. If I have to gauge, I really don't believe they make more than 5%, maybe 5% of the population. Unfortunately, they are sitting on a major intersection of power, including social media, including right. the teachers union, including the George Soros that are providing a lot of funding for their grassroots activity right. and shuffling people from one place to another to control our school board, to control our communities, to control the, the district attorneys, et cetera, all those uh, positions that are very critical in making decisions. Right. Uh, so first of all, we are the majority. We have to understand that we are the majority. You know, by now we know that, for example, Donald Trump won 84% of the counties in the United States. We know for a fact that 84% of the school board, 84% of the school board in those counties do not reflect the values and the worldviews of the residents in those communities. So we know at least we can take over those 84% of the counties, the school boards in those 84% of the counties. But as I mentioned earlier, people join us are really from all political spectrum. And because they understand the danger, they understand where it comes from, they understand that's not what school's supposed to do with the kids and the harm that is caused the kids. Right. Uh, so we they can, have lost their way. <laughs> the fact that we are the great, great majority, no doubt right. about it. Second, um, you know, people have to understand uh, that this is uh, heading toward Marxism. Right. And once they understand the danger, and once they understand that they have the power to change it, it's all about election. How Obama used to like to say, election have consequences, indeed. So sure we does. have to educate the parents, get them involved, not only parents, concerned citizens, taxpayers, grandparents, the public. We have to Absolutely. educate them about what's happening. That's the first E. We have to empower them to get involved. We have to give them the tools. And some of the tools that I mentioned, like legislation, but also we have uh, cases in court now uh, to uh, change also to challenge what they are doing in, in, in classes, in schools. So we have to exercise our civic duties and act. Yes. And we definitely can fight it. We can definitely flip school board. You know, I call our approach to school board, uh, the acronym is COT, C-O-T, come. And my analogy, I have three boys, all of them loved Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> and so I said, we come in peace. We do. <laughs> Let's negotiate. Let's like, Buzz Lightyear came to Woody, you know, want to be friends. So we go to school board. Let's get to know them. Let's right. meet them. Let's discuss it with them. Because I'll tell you what, many of them are not aware. They also are wrapped up with all this beautiful terminology. They're not aware. So let's, first of all, approach our school board members, 
talk with them, discuss with them, and try to come in peace. So that's come in peace, our first. The next, the O. If they are not going along and they are insisting on spreading that poison to our kids in schools, we have to overwhelm them. Mm. So come and then overwhelm. Yes. And then the last one is the T, take over. Take over. <laughs> You know, right. uh, run for school board, uh, you know, to be on the school board and uh, get the support. There's a lot, a lot going on now in terms of uh, training. We are now 501c3. Good so I'm very limited in, uh, you know, conducting uh, any kind of political activity. So we are mm -hmm. emphasizing a lot of education. Education, right. About school boards and what they do, how they do. We also uh, provide tools for them to assess if the candidates to school board is the one that think right. along their values and their right. worldviews. Uh, but we are now applied for 501c4. So oh, action, okay. Exactly. So this Good. is very important for people. So that's why I have no doubt in my mind that we can make it. We have also to make sure that donors on our side mm -hmm. understand that pouring more money into think tanks are not going to change, really move the dial. They have mm. to do what the radical left is doing, funneling money to the soldiers, to the troops on the ground mm -hmm. who are going to make the difference. So we are really asking more and more donors to reevaluate in this time of emergency. Mm -hmm. It is an emergency. And, yeah, it is an emergency. They've been doing it for years, for decades, we yeah. are just starting. So they have to reevaluate. It's a big fight, yeah. The most impact in really reclaiming our society, reclaiming our education and the future of our nation. It is. The future is in our hands when we say that. Can you go ahead and give us your, your, um, your website again so people can stop by? We're going to do a link to this. We're going to make sure that it's all under there. But the, but the website again? The website is no left turn dot us and currently we have chapters in over half of the states many states we have multiple chapters mm. and we are growing very fast and that's very good and we are looking forward to collaborating any individual groups organization right. that again going to will we succeed if no turf issues but collaborating yes together you know, bringing all our forces together. That's the only way we can make it. Collaborate, collaborate. And that's what we love to do. So thank you so much for coming by on our podcast. I mean, what an incredible organization. Um, you know, we have some of our own initiatives like the cottage meetings, because we believe that if moms become educated and inspired, they become engaged. So that is one of the initiatives that we're doing, the cottage meeting project. Please stop by our website and take a look at that. And then we also have Mom Force which is similar where we are helping moms get engaged in running for local school boards and, and how to, to be a part of the process on making your voice be heard. That's um, mom force, but we're going to connect to your organization. Again, that's no left turn in education. Thank you, doctor, for joining us and God bless you. Um, you are fighting a fight that we all appreciate because as moms, nothing's more important to us than our children. Absolutely. God bless. So God bless you too. And thanks moms for joining us. We will see you again next week. And remember, we are changing the world one home at a time.